podcast has already started. Uh, where are you? I made, I made your tea. I got, I got your chair ready. Already? Oh. What? What is this? Trent, you look like you're gonna have a hernia. What are you wearing? Oh. Is, is that specifically three suits of armor, several swords, and guns on you? Yeah. <laughs> Get the ammunition! Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's dra- dragon behind you. It, okay, okay, let me get. Let me, okay, okay, it's stuck. I need, I need to. Oh, God. How old is this? this is an actual Victorian. Like. Victorian. Victorian <laughs> medieval armor. It's from my grandfather. He made it himself. He was 700 years old. Really? And the other two suits of armor? grandfather okay He's, he was a busy man he was he was prolific the swords from red bubble the uh the gun from teespring right i can't i can't move very well um no you're you're like you're, you can't even bend your your legs so like it looks like you it looks like you have like like casts on i'm wearing six thousand pounds of equipment you're doing really good yeah you, the, you, only, the only reason i can carry it is because i also have gravity enhancers <laughs> in my buttocks okay and here i thought you were a descendant of sergeant reckless herself mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well, well I, I will say one thing like if if someone did break in i feel like i would be the better like chance of surviving because you can't get up right now they couldn't kill me they would they I, could not i took your helmet off <laughs> well <laughs> wow yeah you're a murderer <laughs> you are an accomplice you sicko uh, you have nothing on me <laughs> I got about 6,000 pounds of deadly steel on you I want to see you try to grab that gun you have right now yeah you, you, you can't <laughs> just wait until I, just wait until I get that well bait it breath your freaking head off you know what, Trent? Like, I don't know what this is. Is this a cry for help? Because I'm not. I'm not okay with that. The equipment's too heavy to grab my gun, but I can drink my tea. <laughs> yeah, I see that you have like a little. Is that is that the mime from last week? Just <laughs> his skull. Yes. <laughs> he, right. he displeased me. Wait, I gotta do that again. Is that is that the mime from two weeks ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, his skull. Yes. <laughs> It laughed harder that time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, what, what are you talking about this week? Well, if I could have a little bit of your time, mm-hmm. um, I would like to talk about. Can you guess? Well, you are in armor. Um, mm-hmm. You are. You have guns. Yes. Um, I'm. I am going to assume this is about um, forged in fire. <laughs> I know that, would, that would be fun. I know. I know you are a fan of that show. It's an awesome show. Highly recommend. It will kill. <laughs> it will kill. Love that guy, Doug Markaita. Love him. I think that was his name. Yes. Okay. Uh, nope. I'm talking today mostly. There will be some armor in there, but mostly I'm talking about the evolution of weapons. Oh, really? Weapons of war. Okay. Ways we have killed each other. That's okay. That, and continue to. Yeah. So, like you know, like Fortune Fire. Right. Can we talk about that instead? <laughs> we can watch it after this. Uh, I kind of want to watch it now. Actually, mm, how about after? Okay. So, how many? I mean, how much did you have prepared? A page. I mean, that does sound like a lot of information. Well, we're going from four hundred thousand BC to two thousand seven. <laughs> Okay, 
I mean, I really want to watch Forge of Fire right now. Like, it's a really good it's show. It's a good guys. show. So they're not we, even paying. Can us we for wrap this. up like all of human like ingenuity and invention and like imagination uh-huh. all within an hour so I can watch Forge? Oh yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah, you, Come on. you know me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a challenge. All right. If I end the earlier I end, the quicker we can watch Forged in Fire. This is one of the few episodes where we're both on the same page. We don't want to be here. We have a choice. <laughs> so just it. leave. All right. But duty calls. All right. The so people got to know. I have your hour right here. Uh, okay. So uh, start it up for me whenever you like. Here we go. Boom. All righty. I would like to begin by saying, right, in my opinion, things get spotty when you start talking about literally hundreds of thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. So this is this is what scientists currently well, the article was from two thousand seven. This is what scientists <laughs> in two thousand seven <laughs> believe. I can't even think that far back. <laughs> I know. So uh, things might have changed a little bit, but we'll move forward with it. Um, I just take a take take some of these year timelines with a grain <laughs> of salt. Yeah. Especially the first one, uh, the first spears. The spear. Okay? 400,000 B.C. And that's the very first weapon. That is supposedly where the first weapon So was. no guns yet. Right. Okay, okay. We're not quite there. All right. They, they weren't using revolvers yet. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I have to, I have to really change the, my... The first spears... Oh, let me take some notes real quick. Yep. Guns weren't first. Okay, come on. <laughs> Now that we've cleared up that misconception. I should have known that. I was a Boy Scout. Yeah, you really should have. Um, spears. They were very uh, primitive. Would you believe it? Literally just stone tips. Mm-hmm. So usually they would take a rock and like flint. Yeah. Right? I think I think they used the flint and the rock broke the flint. Mm-hmm. Basically they would just sharpen like rocks and flint into like, you know, points. Yeah. And affix it to a piece of wood. Right? Very simple. And then you just poke. That's true, and I would say that's a pretty effective weapon. It is. Like, it is. I, I could probably kill you with a spear. It's an extremely effective weapon. I would, like, let me go on record and saying spears, I mean, up until we had guns anyway, spears yeah. were, in my opinion, the best weapon in the world. Like, yeah, I'm actually imagining what the world would be like if we never invented guns and we still had spears and it's yeah. pretty nice actually the thing the thing with fighting especially when you had back in the day with swords and armor and what have you the medieval times um and actually up until like friggin like straight up the 1700s yeah. like legitimately um <laughs> spears were just awesome because a big thing in any duel or fight is reach yeah if you can reach the other dude and he can't reach you you ain't in danger, okay? <laughs> so spears were literally just a long, freaking, pointy thing. Yeah. Okay? And armor doesn't protect that well against pointy things. Yeah. Like chain mail, for example, made you basically completely immune to slashing weapons. Mm-hmm. You know what chain mail is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, inter, just interwoven chains, like literal circles of steel. The shark surviving they, outfit. Right. Yeah. They would just, well... If I went underwater with some chainmail, I am as long as long as I yeah, can you're just, safe at the I, bottom of the ocean. I'm safe. <laughs> just need a gas mask in there. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> that would be a very unpleasant death. <laughs> Slowly sinking to the bottom as your body is squeezed in every way. Your organs start to rupture. Your bones break. But as long as I have my chainmail, I'm fine. Right. <laughs> 
chainmail. Uh, Scientists right. are still boggled by them. <laughs> Just amazing protection. On the technology that we had back then for M- chainmail must have been Japanese steel, folded <laughs> thousands of times. <laughs> Protects even against water pressure. Uh, anyway, spears just still are like the strongest, in my opinion, just the strongest melee weapon you have. Yeah. W- what else are you going to do? Club? No. Longsword? No. Katana? No. Like, sword? Like, you have to keep sharpening a sword, and like, that could take like a while. Yeah. But like, a, a, a good spear, if it's just pretty pointy... Yeah. You can do a lot of damage just by like a wooden spear. Yeah. And like, it wouldn't take that long to get that like sharpened all again not at all like literally i mean if you're if you're in the wild for example just find a good long stick and some like rock or something and just sharpen that sucker to a point you can throw it you can stab it put you're, in a stew you're basically immune to wild animals at that point what's a freaking tiger gonna do if they come up on you they're gonna jump at you you just hold it forward and they'll impale themselves i mean that's true but man you have to have some good you know iron will <laughs> right to you, just yeah. just be like yes my piece of wood is going to destroy this tiger you, you need to be a brave mother fricka and yeah. See, if, if you mess up you're dead it I all depends on the person i would not it. for the record i would not fight a tiger with a wooden stick yeah but if I had a steel spear, mm-hmm. I'd totally go for it. Okay, now you lost me. Because <laughs> even if they bat it away, they're not going to break it. Then you yeah. just have to bring it back and stab them. Um, the wild animals tend to be scared of pain. If you actually get a good stab, even if it's not deadly right away, they'll probably back off. Okay, so quick before we move on. Yeah. How would you improve a, a spear? Improve a spear. Yeah. Like the primitive spears or like modern spears? Like so, so, so like someone commissions you, like you're at this this weapon tech company, and they put a wooden spear in front of you, and then say, "Improve it." You know, it's funny. I got uh, something that people believed improved them <laughs> a little bit lower. Um, just wait until we get to uh, around 800 AD. Okay. That's yeah, we probably need to move on. And then I'll tell you how we uh, improve the spear. Next time we'll do an hour just on spears. I feel like I could. Now, now we come to uh, a primitive ranged weapon. Before even bows. Slingshot. No. No. You think they had rubber figured out? David no. and Goliath was in the Old Testament. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't rubber. That was just a freaking like a leather strap, <laughs> and you would let it go, and it would yeah, fly. A true. slingshot is literally <laughs> elastic rubber. All right, first range rock. They threw rocks at each other. I mean, sure, but what's better than that? This is the first actual weapon that they created. Oh, gun! <laughs> right, <laughs> he got it. Gosh, he's a genius. <laughs> so what is? It is the Atl Atl. What? I believe it was made by the Incans. What? What is? What would it do? It is spelled A-T-L. A-T-L. Okay. I always thought it was at Latl or at at or at Latl. Okay. It'll. It is Atl Atl. As far as I Atl Atl. As far as I'm aware, from what I could see on like Google and stuff, it, it shows the pronunciation, but it always does those weird freaking symbols. I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce those freaking symbols. Yeah. Just like, just say, just say like. Uh, big A, <laughs> little A. Why are there other languages in this world? No, it wasn't. Other, it wasn't other languages. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, the hyphenations. Yeah, they do like they do like this weird looking like E, and they're like, so that's how you pronounce it. I'm like, I don't know that E. <laughs> I didn't learn that. <laughs> what is that? Anyway, as far as I can tell, it's Atl Atl. Okay. Okay. The Atl Atl. Very simple. 
It's a spear thrower, basically. Wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Mm. So follow me here, okay? I'm going to explain this. I'm going to try to visualize this. Try your best, guys. The Atal Atal. It is a, first you take a spear or a long arrow. It's basically just a long shaft of wood with a sharpened tip, okay? Yeah, okay. That um, fits into the Atal Atal. And the Atal Atal is just a piece of wood that you would hold... And the wood has a notched groove at the end, okay? Mm-hmm. So you would basically hold the otolotl in your hand like a fist, yeah. right? And then the spear, or the arrow, would rest on top of your fist, okay? okay? And it would go into the little groove at the end of the piece of wood, mm-hmm. okay? So now all you do is you aim, and then you flick. Okay. So they would literally just hold it. And throw it forward. And using leverage, mm-hmm. it would, like, double the power of throwing it by hand. Yeah. Okay. So it would just... Okay. <laughs> okay, that's kind of cool. Super simple. Super simple. Super see, simple. See, I was actually thinking, like, the old man on the stoop of... What was it? The Incas or something? Yeah. Yeah, so the old man on the Inca stoop. Yeah, whittling his slingshot. <laughs> no, 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 you know, yeah, he was, he was like, you people, just throw it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a good hand and a good spear. (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because the Atalatl obviously wasn't perfect. Yeah. It didn't. uh, You're sacrificing accuracy. It's a lot easier if you just have a spear or a javelin, as the throwing variety is called. Yeah. You would take it and you would just throw it, right? Yeah. You have a lot more accuracy there because you can course correct and perfectly, you know, time your let go and all that. The Atalatl doesn't give you the fine control that a wrist has. It just gives you a lot of power because of leverage. Yeah. So, auto throwers were, like, scary. Because mm-hmm. if you have a mass of people or something coming at you, and you throw a spear, and it zooms through the air, yeah. it'll hit somebody in, like, the stomach and send them flying back. Because you just threw a giant Whoa. piece of wood at them at mock speed. That is cool. But... You couldn't, like, I'm going to aim for his neck. No, you yeah. just aim for a group of see, people and yeah, throw. See, yeah, if you had 300 people with those autolotls, yeah. you could you could wipe out an early army easily. Oh, yeah. And, okay. like, and you could, I mean, you can be pretty accurate with it, especially if you practice. Just not as accurate as, like, a wrist. See, if you, got like, you if you got, like, a whole army doing that, it doesn't matter. Right. But if you have one person, you're not going to kill, like, a tiger with that or something. You, you would... Well, I feel like you can only kill like a dumb human. No, I think I think they use them for hunting, most likely. I it, it's not it's not inaccurate. Mm-hmm. It's just not as accurate as throwing it. Does but suck. it's a lot harder. Just like being that one guy who has to carry all those spears behind like his captain, just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the caddy, <laughs> the spear caddy. Yeah, it's, it is like a, a form of hunting golf, isn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's kind of cool. Next. So the Atalatls, very, very cool. It's interesting. I've never heard They're of still it in use. People still use them. I mean, you, they're usually like historians or, you know, like, uh, what are they called? Um, the people that, like, do... Anthropologists. Yeah. Anthropologists. Okay, I will say, people still use them, and then you only say, scientists do it to, you know, historically... They're not no, no, using no, no, them. No, no, no. Right. Some people still use them. Uh, like, hobbyists will use them. Yeah. But they're not like, as far as I know... It's a gimmick. Right, it's a gimmick. You can't go to Amazon and buy like an auto Well, just like a bow is a gimmick at this point. I mean, guns are better at killing things in every way than a bow. 
Yeah, that's they're, true. They're more portable because you don't have to carry your arrows. They shoot faster. They're more accurate. But they're better for the, like, the deer or something when you shoot. <laughs> well, I, no, they ain't. Well, I'm talking more like of the the like the quality of the pelt. I'm talking about that. Um, Not the deer itself. Deer's going to die. Right. Uh, we can get into that a little bit because I'll skip ahead a little bit because there's one thing before bows, but let's go ahead and go to bows. Um... Bows are awesome. Yes. Still very into bows. If if I hunted personally, I would probably use a bow instead of a gun just because I enjoy bows a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to hunting, uh, would it make the pelt better? Maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be... It's, it's like a... Depends on what gun you're shooting. It's a smooth slice yeah. instead of a, a pierce, you know. Yeah. The the bullet is going to... It has like a kind of a point on it, but it's going to like blow a hole in the pelt, sure. Well, and also a gun will have an exit wound, so... Not necessarily. If it's a low enough caliber, it won't. Oh, that's true. Um, or depending on how far it's shot, etc. And then also there could be an exit wound for a bow, but that would be such a powerful it, shot. If I shot you with like a twenty-two, yeah, gun, like a twenty-two caliber gun, yeah, point blank, it probably wouldn't go through you. They're not that powerful. He's calling me fat. He's calling me fat. Yes, I am. Get a gun and prove it. It a will gl- go through. A gl- glib, gob, gab, galab looking a... <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Shoot me! I'm skinny. I'll prove it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, uh, most hunting enthusiasts don't. A lot of them don't believe in bows, and yeah. here's why: because some people talk about like fair play, like yeah. you give the deer a better chance to survive if you're using an older weapon. Yeah. Um, it's it takes more into account skill and stuff like that. But most hunters just agree, like, it's not about giving the animal a fair chance. It's about killing them as painlessly as possible. Uh, okay, that's good. So that's why a, a gun, you will always, assuming you you know what you're doing, you yeah. will basically always shoot them right in the heart. Yeah. You know? Uh, and listen, if we're calling like going back to like primitive technology, we have the autolotl, and you're just not using it. So right, <laughs> <laughs> losers. But uh, yeah, hunters don't shoot in the head usually because the head, the skull can like deviate the bullet, and then they just get a terrible wound that they will die from. But uh, over time, yeah. that's why hunters basically always aim for the heart, yeah. right? Or I think. No, not the lungs. Just the heart, specifically. Yeah. Um, and you shoot that, and they will die very quickly. Mm-hmm. So bows, it's just like, it's harder to hit the heart straight on every time, especially if they're far away. It's very likely that you will miss, and mm-hmm. you will hit them in the butt, or hit them in the neck. And they'll still die, yeah. just over a long period of time. And let's be honest... And then you'd have to track the blood stains, and unless you want to just waste a freaking deer's life for nothing, you would have to track them down like, as they run. You're only using the bow and arrow when you're hunting because of the aesthetic reasons. Yeah. It looks cool. I mean, it's selfish. I'm with you. It looks super cool to, like, shoot, like, go out in the wild with a bow and arrow and, like, shoot stuff. But just shoot a tree or something. I've, I've always liked the, the natural life. The naturalist yeah. life, personally. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea of literally walking around in the forest, like, barefoot. Yeah. Shirtless. <laughs> with a bow and arrow. Hair glistening in the wind. H- hunting a deer to then immediately skin and cook right there where I killed it. Yeah. Sounds incredible. Yeah. Right? Um, but it is selfish. I yeah. Mean, if you want to be as nice to a deer as possible, use a gun. Yeah. Or if you don't want to kill anything, just go, you know, just 
Be a farmer. Well, you're right. But then uh, also people say, well, why do you want to kill an animal at all? And then I would say, if everyone hunted for their food, we wouldn't have cow farms. That's true. Like, we- let, let, Listen, if everyone was in that survivalist mindset, uh, they, they would have to like kill only a little bit of animals. Yeah. Meat, meat factories are way less humane than hunting a wild animal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry about the creaking. Yeah, I live in a haunted house. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Uh, okay, so bows are very cool. I mean, obviously everybody knows what a bow is. It's a piece of wood with a string. It's a curved piece of wood with a string. You slot a tube of wood with a sharpened point on the string. You pull it back and let it go, and the the, piece, the sharpened piece of wood flies at high velocity. And uh, in your research, did it tell you what like the first like string was for, for it? Um, was it hair? No. As far as I know, strings were usually like plant fibers that were kind of like woven together. Okay. I think. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, they, they had to get creative with it. But, I mean, you could spin... The string itself doesn't have to be flexible. It's not like a, it has to be a rubber string, so they can also just make it out of cotton. So, how do you, any any available fiber that you can weave into a string. I'm, I'm, I was going to ask what, about crossbows, but you're probably going to get there with time. Um, kind of. Okay, so crossbows yeah. are boring. Yeah, this, this will work for you. Okay, boomerangs. Before bows, Whoa. about 3,000 years before bows. Before so, bows? Supposedly, yes, boomerangs. <laughs> now, people always say, yeah, boomerangs were used for hunting in like Australia and stuff like that. That is true. Not the returning boomerangs. People imagine that this boomerang, they would throw it, they would hit a kangaroo or something, they would fly back to them. No, that's stupid. Get that's Australian ingenuity, man. That's just not possible. <laughs> if it hits something, it's not going to come back to you. That would be so cool. That would be really cool. You're that's so- that's a video game. <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> Boomerangs are made in a, kind of in a curve, right? Yeah. And they have grooves on the inside edge that allows them, when you throw it, it's basically constantly forcing air around it so it spins, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps curving away from the wind, and it comes right back to where it was thrown from. That's a returning boomerang. Okay. Now, the original boomerangs used for hunting were just, I think, sharpened, I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't get too deep into this, but they would just fly straight. You would throw them, and they would just fly straight at whatever you threw them at, and it would just stick in and kill the animal. Oh, okay. So it was like a, a early version of a, like a tomahawk, a throwing tomahawk. I think they also had like just heavy blunt ones that were just used to kind of stun the animal. Um, See, people when people think no! of not having pa- pause. Hold on. Okay, one sec. Where was I? All right, we're not recording. Okie dokie. Sorry about that. Don't cut out the phone call. I, I, I won't cut out the phone. call. Okay, good. Because I want people to know I got interrupted. Because because now we're getting sushi. Right, <laughs> things happen, man. We're, yeah. we're moving and grooving down here. Life is life is flexible. All right. Anyway, where was I? Yes. Bows, boomerangs, boomerangs. Yes. Boomerangs. Okay. So yes, you had the boomerangs. You I threw straight say, at things. It sounds like you're going to start repeating. I have no idea how long you were talking about boomerangs. No, 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 no. I'm, not like I'm not repeating. I'm not repeating. I'm not repeating. Like I said, you have the boomerangs, you throw straight at them, blah, 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 hunting boomerangs. Yeah. This, I found, was really interesting. They actually did supposedly, mm-hmm. according to anthropologists, use bow or uh, boomerangs, sorry, yeah. the returning boomerangs to hunt birds. Really? And this is how. Okay. The birds come down to the ground to eat, right? They eat seeds, they eat worms, they eat whatever they can find in the dirt. Yeah. The birds, these small game birds, like mm-hmm. pheasants, for example, just as an example, 
are afraid of like hawks, eagles, things like that. Birds of prey will eat these smaller birds uh, with no remorse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they will take the. Uh, first of all, it's hard to hunt these birds because if you startle them, they fly away. Yeah, but what if they believe there's an eagle in the air? Huh. So they take the returning boomerang, throw it into the air, and it circling in the air makes mm-hmm. the bird on the ground think there is a bird of prey in the air, and that if it takes off, it will die. Whoa. So they, they, they ground the bird with then, a returning boomerang, and, and then they would just throw it with, throw a normal boomerang <laughs> at it and knock its head off. So the real boom, the returning boomerang was never supposed to be something that was a weapon. It was no. just a, a funny little thing. It was just a... Decoy. A, a decoy and also just a fun pastime. Huh. Just a hobby. Interesting. And Very interesting for the boomerang. You learned. I learned. You learned My something. My brain's already swelling. We're learning. All right, and now... When do you think... Let me ask you a question. Horses. Mm-hmm. Horses are huge in battlefields. Yeah, they can all the crush way, stuff. They can all, eat stuff. All the way down until we had freaking firearms, like muskets. Yeah. Horses were in use all the time. So we threw them also like boomerangs. When... Hold on one second. Okay. Okay. Uh, horses. When do you think they were first domesticated? Take your best guess, boy. Uh, Domesticated. Domesticated. That that means they bonded with humans. We had them, we raised them, fed them, nurtured them, and used them as companions. 600 B.C. Would you believe it was 5300 B.C.? No, not at all. And can you guess where it was? Um, Madagascar. Kazakhstan. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Man, shoot. <laughs> in Kazakhstan. How do we know specifically that was the time? Exactly. That's why I'm saying it gets spotty when you're this far back. Because so like, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, but. like, like that That sounds like a good assumption. Well, and also, it, how do they know they were domesticated? You know what yeah. I mean? Are they finding horse skeletons? How do they know they yeah. were tamed? There were horse skeletons and, ho- and, like, people skeletons on top of the horse skeletons. Yes. <laughs> and the horse skeletons had little collars on and bells. <laughs> And you could tell the horses had love in their eyes for the human skeleton. Maybe some pottery, maybe, with, like... No, there's no pottery back then. That's That sounds so... Oh, they had pottery. That far back. I think, yeah. I think so. That is a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, and boomerangs were in 23,000 B.C., supposedly. Bows were in 20,000 B.C. Okay. Is that That's what they believed. 5300 B.C., Horses domesticated in Kazakhstan. Horses are huge on battlefields, especially like medieval battlefields. A horse charge is uh, huge, right? Big, super scary. Because oftentimes medieval armies would have shock troops kind of in the front. Like as far as I know, they would have like the lighter armored people in the front, kind of to wear down. And the stronger units, the more heavily armored units, the more expensive units would stay in reserve and be used strategically at times. Mm-hmm. Horse charges. Cavalry were, once again, very scary. They could crush, like, freaking, uh, you know, footmen. They could yeah. just destroy them. And it took a very brave and trained army to withstand a horse charge. Oh, you didn't start the time, Matt. Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Lots of starts and stops with this episode. Sorry. And like uh, I said, moving and grooving. Uh, so, uh... Uh, Just do 40, exactly. 
Uh, uh, do 39. Yeah, 39 sounds better. There we go. There we go. Don't cut that out either. Okay. This is real. <laughs> this is real television. Yeah, no cuts in this entire episode. Um, yeah, horses were just really crazy. And when you have, literally, right, you have these, like, like 700 pound beasts running at you sending dirt flying into the air Mm -hmm. and you have these armored behemoths on top of them holding swords axes spears lances yeah that's scary stuff dude horse cavalry would usually just break an army just from running at them like Mm -hmm. i said you had to have a real trained unit to be like no we're standing our ground we're gonna take on these horses yeah the best way to take on horses were, of course, pikes, long spears. Mm-hmm. Once again, the spear makes a the, resurgence. The spear is fantastic. The spears are incredible. Why do we have any other weapons besides spears? Yeah, so spear and, spear bracing. And atles. Atle atles. Atle atles. <laughs> okay. Spear bracing was the way they often took care of horses, which is you just have pikemen, people yeah. in the front with just really long spears. And they would just kill they would, horses. They would stab them into the ground and you would have like two guys hold on to the spears so mm-hmm. the horses would usually stop before the spears or they would run into the spear and get speared and it would just kind of stop the charge in its in its. Those poor tracks. horses. Yeah. Yeah. They were brave. Horses, horses, man, they're, they're cool. I love horses. Um... And then, 300 years later, after horses were domesticated, in 5000 BC, it is believed that the Bronze Age began. Okay. No longer were we using uh, stone and flint. Now the commonplace thing was bronze weapons. Mm -hmm. Bronze, as far as I understand, there may be inaccuracies in this. Sue me, okay? Don't do that. Don't sue me. Hey, hey, listen. We're not experts here. We're people who have access to the internet and pretend we know what we're talking about. I'm a hick with the internet, I tell (laughs) y'all. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want you to do a spittoon sound effect. Okay. Um, no, no, in post. Do the spit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Frick editing. <laughs> Man, we're freaking Bobby McFerrin over here. Okay. Anyway, the Bronze Age. From what I understand, bronze was the first metal... uh, I think bronze is an alloy of, like, copper and tin or something like that. Yeah. It's just, like, two metals put together. Bronze was easy to work with because it's pretty soft. Mm -hmm. Bronze, of course, has its limitations. It sounds because it's soft. It's probably Mm -hmm. one of the limitations. Bronze weapons would dull very fast. Mm -hmm. You could get a really sharp edge on a bronze weapon, obviously, because it's metal, but... Just, you know, a single battle and your weapon would be dulled and have, like, blunted edges and stuff because bronze is just it's too soft to be a good weapon. I feel like it would be a good club. A, a giant bronze club would be pretty nice. It would literally bend. It, you would get dense in the club. But then you then you hit them with the other side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you hit them once on this side, it creates a spike on the other side, and then you turn it around and just beat the... Yeah. Man, you're a genius. If only you were alive back then. If I... Listen, if it was just me back then... We we would we we would be like flying cars by now. Ever heard of Conan the Barbarian? <laughs> yeah, I, I would tame him. That's Garrett <laughs> in real life. You would tame him. I would <laughs> I would ride him into battle. Be more humane than the horse. Right, right. <laughs> sure. He goes. <laughs> and I yeah. go. Whoa, whoa, Conan. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Bronze Age. Right. So. Bronze weapons, uh, improved warfare, they had huge limitations. They were just the easiest to work with. We couldn't use, like, iron and steel because we didn't have the smelting techniques. We didn't know how to melt down such a hard and durable metal. So we were just using fire. 
basically. Okay. Yeah, you just had we just had to use a soft metal because we didn't have smelting. Then in, uh, let's skip ahead forty five hundred years. <laughs> oh, okay. Somewhere in there, the freaking Iron Age started. This article did not talk about the Iron Age or the Steel Age. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. When we discovered smelting techniques, we were able to smelt down these weapons, and now we could use steel, which was. In every way, better than bronze. It would keep an edge longer. It was harder, more durable, uh, sharper. Yeah. Right? Steel was just buying outstripped bronze by a huge margin. I mean, yeah, pretty cool, but it's not a spear. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. Spear I'm, supremacy. I'm telling you. like, And someone good with a spear, you can literally, like, you should never fight. It's almost impossible to take on multiple people at once yeah. in a battle. Because it's so easy for them to circle around you, especially if they're trained. It's just very freaking Game of Thrones and stuff makes it look like you can just whirlwind through people and just take them down. No, this podcast is slowly being like, "What's better, this or spear?" And uh, it's metal more expensive. Poor people can't really do the metal. Yeah, spear yeah. free. Spears are free. Spears are free. <laughs> Remember that. Kids. Free win, bro. Free low. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. More advantages to metal before I write yeah. it off. <laughs> Literally, I mean, you can get, like, a super good, like, metal spear nowadays for, like, 50 bucks. I'm serious. Oh, oh wait, spears, wait, 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 wait. Metal spears. Metal spears. Okay, metal's fine, then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that's now. If I was, like, hiking the Appalachian, Appalachian Trail or something like that, I would buy a spear and use it as a freaking walking stick, okay? Yeah. If a bear comes at you, what's he going to do? He's going to get stabbed in the freaking eyeball. That's what he's going to do. The bear would be intimidated by the, 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 the sight of a metal spear. And Animals said, aren't oh. totally stupid. If they see like a sharp, pointy object, they're probably not going to run straight at it. Yeah. That's why horses would usually stop before the cavalry, you know, the freaking running headlong into a spear. Animals smart. Yeah, they're not stupid. They see a freaking pointy object. I'm not going to run into that. If they see a human, they want to bash it. Yeah. Um, so in 500 B.C., we get trebuchets. Ah, yes. Ever heard of a trebuchet? Yes. yes. I, uh, I had to uh, build one for uh, uh, world history once. Yeah, basically old school catapults. Yeah, they're, they're cool. Yes, very cool. I, Age of Empires 2, I, I, I love building my trebuchets. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that. Trebuchets, for those not in the know, were you know basically a catapult where you would have uh, a long arm you would have like a rope or something and you would put a boulder in the rope and then a counterweight would drop on the other side basically flinging this boulder mm-hmm. they would just fling it real hard you know this was before we had like intense engineering where you could just use a catapult and tension put it in the arm and just send it flying yeah you would have to use like counterweights and uh, it was more complicated but uh interestingly enough the first trebuchet did not use a counterweight Really? Uh, it was, they were in China, I think. I think ch- the Chinese invented the trebuchet, from what I understand. Good invention. I could be wrong here, but... I they... also think we need more trebuchets modern day. Uh, <laughs> or catapults. I'm flexible. Okay. Um, but tanks... Why is there a massive hair in my cup? Well, we do have cats, and I also, uh, I have a beard. You have a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's choking on it. <laughs> Did you swallow the hair? No. For those of you scared of hair in your food, grow up. That's what I say. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Trebuchet, it, it didn't have a counterweight at first. Mm-hmm. It used, it had like six ropes on the edge, and you would just get six to twelve men to <laughs> grab the rope and yank. That is sick, though. It's cool. They could send them, apparently, up to like 120 meters. 
pretty Whoa. far. That's farther than a football field. That is really cool, actually. Yeah. Just get a whole bunch of buds together, like, all right, man, pull! <laughs> that would be the, such a cool thing to see. That you see the human power in action. Yeah. Your awesome. hands move that. Pretty awesome. That's awesome. This is when humans use their muscles more than their brains. Yeah. Um. But we'll we'll get out of that we've, pretty quick. Yeah, here. we've we've never. Uh... <laughs> and interestingly enough, directly parallel, same time as trebuchets would be invented in uh, in China, I think uh, the uh, the Romans made the ballista. Ever heard of the ballista? I uh, I need to be refreshed. On the it's ballista. a massive crossbow. Oh yes, yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's literally just a big old crossbow. <laughs> the ballista, you would literally have like a pure iron spear or a sharpened piece of wood, whatever yeah. you wanted. They would fit it in there, and then you just had this massive string that you would crank yeah. backwards. And then when you release the string, it would send the freaking pole out at massive speed. Like the projectile was so big and so sharp and so fast that you could literally pierce like many humans like four humans and then just pin them all to the ground like it was uh, that's crazy See, scary stuff. i think i think the ballista is better than a trebuchet i agree but also i think you, just seeing both of these weapons coming out at the same time really change like really paints like the discipline before, between these two areas yeah because like the chinese are inventing something almost like something that's like really unique and never done before the trebuchet mm-hmm. while romans are like Make it bigger. <laughs> Make it big. Make it big. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Romans, the Romans, when the Roman Empire was around, they had the best freaking military, dude. Yeah. They, they were super disciplined. They're centurions and stuff like that. Yeah. They had the best uh, freaking weapons technology. They had the, the best training, the best materials, all this stuff. Romans were crazy. Before the fall of the Roman Empire... Good luck standing up to the freaking Romans. Like, oh, yeah. seriously. That's a, it's the, the scary amount of power. Like, from what I understand, all of the soldiers were trained to work on fortifications. Mm-hmm. So you could send a Roman contingent, like a, a battalion of Roman soldiers, and they would, like, dig latrines, build forts, and all that overnight. Because wow. they were all builders. They were all trained in building and fortifying a location. So they had mobility. They yeah. had power. They had training. They had... They were scary. Insane. Yeah. They were insane. Insane. So the ballista was crazy awesome. Uh, Skip forward about 300 years. Between 800 and 1300 AD. Going back to China, they're getting silly over there. Okay? Um, Gunpowder was invented around this time in China. Useless. Right. Don't need it. Don't need that. Spear. (laughs) (laughs) Unless some kind of uh, gas-powered spear, uh, maybe. Uh what? <laughs> Ever heard of the fire lance? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're getting to it. So they invented gunpowder. As soon as they invented gunpowder, you know what they did with it? What? Everything. <laughs> They're like, we're going to use the crap out of this. Oh, uh, they had some delicious recipes for gunpowder stew. So this is where they made the fire lance, the very first what? The very first spear with a bomb attached to it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so crazy. The fire, lance. <laughs> the fire lance was very simply, it was a spear, yeah. right? But it had a tube of bamboo with gunpowder in it. So you would, they would take a match, they would ride into battle, they would take a match, light the fuse, and then they could stab somebody and it would explode in their face. Well, you're telling me... It was so, one use. So the uh, otolotl, right? Yeah. With a fire lance, 
first gun. There you go. Yeah. All right. For real. And a gun I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag that's my gun. Because <laughs> like, listen, listen, like it's it's best of both worlds. But I will say, yeah. it sounds kind of dangerous for the person. A little person bit. A little bit. Uh, I mean, it. it uh, they. Was it useful? Not really. Like, they, they proposed that it would help in close quarters combat. It was one shot, and you had to carry a fire source in your other hand to light it. And also, uh, also, you know, if it explodes, you're still pretty close combat. I think it explode and rip off your fingers. Honestly, going to be honest here, terrible idea. No, no, no. <laughs> terrible idea. No, just an unsupervised idea. How, it how about the first rocket? China did that too. No, Fire Lance is better. Because <laughs> it's a spear. Put a spear at the end of a rocket and then I'll shut up. <laughs> the Fire Arrow, okay. Oh, is that what it's called? The Fire Arrow. That's a cool name for it. Yeah. The Fire Arrow was very simply, it was a bow and arrow. And the bow, the arrow you itself. Shot rockets. They shot rockets. The arrow itself would That's have cool. a pomegranate shaped sack of gunpowder tied tightly with like cord and stuff like that yeah. affixed to the shaft so they would then light it and then fire right Whoa. now it's unclear if what they expected to happen does it explode midair and then send the sharpened head as a projectile or does it stick into someone or something then explode i, I think, think the latter i think it's that but you would need some kind of sharp end at the other side if you want it to actually stick in them it's an arrow. Well, well okay. Is the is the arrow on the back end or the front end? The front end. I, I thought it was the okay. So where's the? So where's, Do you know how bow and arrow? Well, works? yeah, yeah, yeah. So where where's the sack of gunpowder? Right behind the arrow. Okay, right? okay. There we go. So that's what I thought. It was like going over the whole thing. No. And I was like, no, no, okay. no, no. No, it, it was tied to the shaft right behind the arrow head. Yeah. So it would stick into something and then explode. Okay. So even if they missed, it would. Ex- that was actually a pretty decent idea. I think it was a great idea. It would really mess with the aerodynamics of the arrow. So it seems like they what they are doing is they're saying existing weapon add gunpowder to it. Right. So people where's just the bo- weren't that creative. Where's the original boomerang? <laughs> I don't, right. Boomerang with a boom. <laughs> <laughs> boomerang. Boomerang. <laughs> All right, so they did that. Gunpowder, fire lance, fire arrow. They were getting silly. Boomer bang. Now, in the year, kind of consequently, same time frame, that was 800 to 1300 AD. They were making that. From 600, 200 years before, to 1600 was the golden age of Islam. Okay. Okay? Uh, Kind of in the same time frame, the Roman Empire fell. Mm -hmm. It collapsed. Well, one second, like... So with this right here, you're not including like all the different variations of swords and stuff that happened. No, okay. there's way too many. Yeah, because I, f- I would feel I feel like you're, we're missing like cutlasses and L- long swords alone. Like European long swords have ten different characteristics that could be changed depending on the job they needed to do, and each one was like a different sword. I feel like different variations of knives would just take up its own hour by itself easily. Yeah, easily. There's so many different types of blades. Um, all over the world, mm-hmm. and some of them got crazy. But the Golden Age of Islam basically, uh, from what I understand, saved technology. Really? Apparently, we have a lot more to thank Islam for than you would assume technologically. 
Because when the Roman Empire fell, they had the best technology. When they fell, that technology was kind of lost. Yeah. But Islam brought the technology back and kind of moved forward. Mm -hmm. And until the 17th, uh, yeah, the 17th century, I believe, they were like the leaders in technology. Which is weird because American world... And then they kind of fell off American world history, uh, as, as, as long as like when I was in school... We talk about Rome, then the fall of Rome, and then we just just kind of gloss over, over. Any, anything with Islam. Yep. And I wonder if that has something to do with our culture. <clears throat> something, probably. Um, this, I don't know how to pronounce this, in 1260 AD, okay, right around the Golden Age of Islam, in Egypt, the Battle of Ain Jalut, Mm-hmm. A-I-N-J-A-L-U-T Ein Jalut is what I'm going to say I don't know how to pronounce it It's a fun it. name Sounds fun like name. a clown The first <laughs> hand cannons What? Were employed what? in battle Oh, uh, You guys don't know don't know why I'm so excited about that but You're probably thinking of like a flintlock or a pistol You yeah. would be wrong Yeah Remember the fire lance <laughs> Yes! The fi- okay Coming back The fire lance Is the hand cannon If the fire lance didn't have a spear. <laughs> no. Okay, so I hate it now. This one, the fire, the fire. Sorry, the hand cannon was literally just a stick with a like a metal tube at the end where yeah. they put gunpowder and a projectile of some type, and then they would light it, point, and poof, fire. Whoa. It would probably so it's like a like one of those uh, flintlock pistols or whatever those are called. A little bit, like not put, quite. Put the powder in. That's a matchlock. Okay, matchlock. That would be a matchlock pistol. So, how is a hand cannon a little bit different than a matchlock? Uh, you a matchlock because you, you, you don't have a trigger. Not quite. So, the, you, but yes, the hand cannon was just super simple. Just a stick, a metal tube, gunpowder, and a projectile. Light point. Matchlock pistols. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get to them. We're, we'll get to them in a minute, but not quite. Um, so the Battle of Angelou, they use hand cannons. In 1415, about 150 years later, 155 mm-hmm. years later, the Battle of Agincourt, I think oh, is how whoa. you pronounce it. Agincourt. Sounds like a cool music genre. That was in uh, Brid, Britain, I think. Get this, they used longbows. You might think, that's not an improvement. You would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Longbows are crazy good. Yeah. Okay, they literally... Using the longbows, the British army was going against the French. The French army was five to ten times bigger than the British army. But the British army had almost entirely archers, all using longbows. They decimated the French army that was five to ten times bigger than them. Wow. They destroyed them, and this is why. Because the hand cannons and stuff like that... Interesting concept, just not as good as an arrow because the hand, close cannon, range. the hand cannon or anything like that, no, not necessarily. They could go pretty far, but it took about a minute to load it and fire it. Same thing with crossbows. Crossbows were used at this point, mm-hmm. but it took about a minute to reload them and then fire it. Crossbows took no training, so it was easier to field a crossbowman than it was bowman or longbowman. Mm-hmm. But um, they just took so long to fire Longbows, a trained person would knock an arrow, pull back, and fire this arrow at serious speeds. And they could fire that arrow really far. Yeah, because of the the, the just more... Longbows had about 100 pounds of draw weight. Like 50 to 100 pounds. So they were literally like pulling back 
a hundred pounds of force. I'm surprised. And then they would. I'm surprised we didn't just have those earlier because. I mean, when you get yeah. when you get into the point of making rocket arrows, you would think we could also just make the bow bigger. Yeah, the the English were were famous for their longbowmen. It was what made their army so powerful. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the longbow, would you say the British would have been as big as they are? Like probably not. Crazy. Probably not. I and think they also th- had like ships of the line and stuff, so they had some naval superiority. But um, they just reinvented the wheel in a sense, and then that's yeah. all they needed to do. So, longbows, crazy. 1368 A.D. to 1644, about a 300-year window, 280 years. The Ming Dynasty in China, again, revolutionizes firearms. Crazy. I thought the Ming Dynasty was a lot older than Britain was. The whole, apparently not, the the whole, at least according to science today, (laughs) that's what the site was called. And who knows how... No, it was called New Scientist. New scientist? Yeah. Can't trust him. Right. (laughs) He just got here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, they revolutionized firearms. So while everybody else was using hand cannons, uh, longbows, and stuff like that, China's just been playing with (laughs) gunpowder for hundreds of years. Yeah. They've just been trying trying stuff. Do we get like a real cannon now? See, this was when they invented the matchlock pistol. The musket. Really? And the naval mine. The naval mine? The naval mine. Oh. Don't you remember those things in Finding Nemo where those spiky balls where if they touched them they exploded? Wait, 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 wait. Naval mines. That, that was that back, huh? That far, far back. back. So, Protected against ships. Oh, so, we've been sailing for a long time. We had triremes back in the day. And we've this is past the point of actual cannons. Or is actual cannons a little bit farther later? Because um, if we had see. a hand cannon, I would just think, make that bigger. We had we had cannons. Yes, okay, around so, this time. So how does the naval the uh, cannons weren't work? super used all the time yet? Yeah, they would still yeah. So yeah, they made the matchlock. The matchlock pistol is slightly different from like a flintlock pistol. The matchlock. I just looked at diagrams on Wikipedia. Give me a break, but <laughs> so defensive. I know. I'm scared. The matchlock. Because these people have weapons who you're, you're saying all oh, yeah. this to. They have modern weapons. <laughs> They'll kill me with a thought. And you and you just have spears and op I dare them to get in close. I'll end them rightly. Um, Matchlocks had... Ottle, ottle. Did you just <laughs> say oppa, oppa? I was joking. It took me a while to hear that. <laughs> anyway, matchlocks. Yeah. Stop it. I don't have a lot of time left. Matchlocks had a slow-burning fuse. Okay? And they had the gunpowder in there, the bullet... And they had a slow-burning fuse that they would light, and then they wouldn't need the fire anymore because the fuse, almost like a cigarette, would just stay burning and hot. Oh. So when they pulled the trigger, it would go down and touch the gunpowder and fire. Okay, so you didn't need to have your own... You didn't need to hold a light source, uh, a fire source, and do it. So that was a huge revol- revolutionization. Yeah. Um, and also the musket. They made the musket, which became uh, commonplace among all kinds of battlefields. But the naval mine. How did that work? I don't know. I didn't look Cause, into like, it. Because, like, how does it just explode on contact? I don't know. Contact. But I know it protected against ships, and it was a huge deal. So interesting to me. Um, after that, uh, in about 100 years after that, 1750 to 1800, uh, rockets became commonplace. We had a okay. bunch of different designs and stuff, but basically it would be an exploding payload that would be sent flying into enemy ranks or fortifications or whatever, and it would explode. 
um, scary stuff. Like in Mulan. Like in Mulan. 25 years after that, 1775, the first submarine was invented. Oh, I would not trust it that It was submarine. called the Turtle. It is not a submarine like you imagine today. The Turtle was just like a... It was like a kind of an apple-shaped thing that would just submerge right below the surface of the water, and it would be used for scouting, I think. I don't yeah. even think it had guns on it. But they would have, like, a tube, and they would, like, look around, and they would just be scouting for enemy ships and stuff. They put foliage on the top to make it look like a small island. On top of the water, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like, nope, nothing suspicious here. Exactly. I, I, would, I would be terrified being in that ship. Even if it's yeah. not even going all that far down, I would just I just know it was, it was dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it did fail many times. Imagine just going to those guys like, all right, so this ship's gonna go under the water. Who wants to be a part of this? <laughs> they all not. Nah, they all went back to the barracks. Okay, uh, twenty five years after that, eighteen oh three, the British created shrapnel shells. Shrapnel shells. Shrapnel shells. Ever heard of shrapnel? Yes. Named after the British general Henry Shrapnel. What? Actually, yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, Henry Shrapnel was his name, and they called him Shrapnel Shells because he invented them. Shrapnel Shells were very simple. This is what they were using cannons at this point often, all the time. The cannon would be pointed in a direction. They would have a long tube, and in the tube there would be a bunch of small metal balls. They would put it in the end. They would light the gunpowder the thing would be shot out the front and it would come apart so they would it would just be like it's basically like a cannon shotgun it would be my god a spread of bullets that could just take out tons of people <sighs> scary stuff and yeah, that that, that later scary. led to the fragmentation grenade which also shoots out shrapnel and so that's a modern and, thing and a shotgun is just a smaller version of that a little bit um i think the blunderbuss was the first shotgun Hmm. Uh, kind of pirate time around 1700s, 1800s. Blunder buses are cool. I don't have that on here, though. Um, They're very cool. 30 years after that, 1836, Samuel Colt. 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 Invents the revolver. The Colt 45. The first real gun as we know them today. Wow. We had flintlocks. They were guns, but this is the most modern gun and we still use them today yes it had a revolving chamber so you would put six bullets in the revolver you would pull back the hammer there would be bullets loaded in the chamber you pull back the hammer fire the trigger and the hammer would go forward hit the back of the bullet activating the gunpowder inside the bullet shooting the projectile out of the gun and then it would the cartridge would automatically rotate to the next bullet pull back the hammer click shoot again so you could really quick fan the hammer and just click the button and shoot six bullets really fast. Crazy. Yeah. Revolvers were very scary. Um, after that... They're still scary. 1851, uh, about 20 years after that, machine guns first appear. It is crazy how... Yeah, we, a revolver is an older gun. How much time do I have? Um, but it's, it's crazy <laughs> that like it's still being used. It's still, it, it's still a uh, mainstay in weapon arsenals. Oh, yeah. Uh, revolvers are serious business. Machine guns. Okay, yeah. Machine guns were interesting. They basically had a bunch of bullets in them, but the way they worked when they first appeared, it wasn't just hold a trigger and... It had a crank on the side. You would crank it. Ah, uh, yeah. And using the crank would, like... Load the... Right. Would load and fire the gun. So you would point... Crank, 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 crank. So yeah. it took a lot of power to keep it firing. Those guns are cool, too. I cool. Like, like when cool. I... S- like I, I, I love I, killing. Very cool. I squee with delight when I see uh, in, in a video game a crank <laughs> gun, and I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, it, it, it feels more earned. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, I had to do the same thing with a TV when I was old, uh, when I was older, when I was younger. Um, the machine gun first used was the mitrailleuse. Mitrailleuse. It's Belgian. I don't. Know. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'll say mitrailleuse. Uh, it was a Belgian machine gun. After that, we created the Gatling gun, which could fire continuously. Um, the Gatling gun, I think, was better for some different reasons. I don't exactly remember. Weren't they why. originally like a lot bigger? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were they were decently big. They, they weren't huge, not way bigger than what we got now. Eighteen sixty-two. Uh, only a year after the Gatling gun was invented, the first ironclad warship was set sail from New York. Mm-hmm. The ironclad, it's just a ship. It has cannons on it, but it is entirely coated in iron. Okay. So it was a beast on the seas. Like, uh, ironclads were scary. They didn't sail very fast, but they were really hard to take down because they're literally coated in iron. What do you do? Yeah. Hmm. From what I understand, they were weak underneath because they didn't have plating underneath or something like that, so submarines could eventually take them down or something like that. Or some kind of sharp stick that you can just... (gasps) A spear! (laughs) A spear! (laughs) Why didn't we think of it? (laughs) Uh... Just cover the ocean floor with spears. And then make them bigger. (laughs) Right. Okay, and uh, 20 years, 22 years after the Ironclad, uh, Hiram Stevens Maxim invents... The Maxim gun. uh, Follow me here. The Maxim gun was crazy. He also invented the inhaler, but nobody cares about that. Let's let's focus on killing. Yeah, exactly. Not saving. Right. He should have made the inhaler poisonous. He invented an early inhaler. He had chronic bronchitis, so he invented early inhaler to help himself. Um, And it it worked pretty well, and that's why we have inhalers today. I don't care. How do I kill someone? The Maxim (laughs) gun was crazy, bro. Okay, so... Before the guns, you would have to have, like, the Gatling guns, you would need, like, five, six people. People to carry uh, ammunition, people to set up the gun, people to crank the crank, people to, Mm -hmm. you know, reload the gun, blah, blah, blah. The Maxim gun would have ammunition attached to it. And the way it worked, you would it was water-cooled. So it could fire way longer and faster than the air-cooled guns. Because the Gatling gun, if I remember correctly, would... It was just a revolving gun. That's why you cranked it. Yeah. It would... You would crank. It would load the projectile. Crank again. It would shoot the projectile. And then it would turn the thing with another crank. And as... When you turned it, the thing that just fired was air cooling. It was cooling as it goes around. And then when it's ready to be loaded again, it would fire. And it was sufficiently cooled. But it couldn't shoot that much. It could shoot way faster than a musket, that's for sure. But with water... It would cool a lot faster. Oh yeah, so the Maxim gun could shoot way faster. It required a couple people to like keep it, you know, stocked with water and stuff like that. But you would just hold the trigger, yeah. and this is the way it re- it didn't have a crank. Mm-hmm. You would hold the trigger, and it would shoot using the recoil from the shot. It would oh. push back the chamber, and the next bullet would immediately be loaded, and it was cooled by water. So you would just hold it, and it would. It was. Oh, crazy, bro. Yeah, the only problem is that the gun was extremely heavy because it had those water cooler water things it on did. top of it. It was, like, big and bulky and square. It, yeah. w- it would only reach up to, like, a little above your knee or something like that. But it was, yeah, it was See, heavy. I was making a joke, but I was yeah, right. <laughs> you were right. It did, I mean, it did. <laughs> it filled, filled with water. Um, 
uh, in about 10 years, nine years after that, 1893, the first bulletproof vest was invented. Oh, no. A uh, bulletproof vest specifically. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. How are we going to kill now? <laughs> spears. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, it's a bulletproof vest. Not a Doesn't spear. protect against my freaking sharp stick. Yeah, you should, you should have made a spear. <laughs> yeah, spear-proof. Spear-proof vest. Idiots are going about <laughs> I think that's called armor, you idiot. No, 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 no. Anyway, no, no, no. They would call it spear armor. So Casimir Zeglin, a Polish dude, actually created the first bulletproof vest that didn't use... I think bulletproof vests were used, Mm -hmm. but they had, like, armor plates. He created the first bulletproof vest that just used fabric and cloth. Yeah. And there was a guy that would go around in his bulletproof vest and tell people in public to shoot him. Yeah. They would shoot him, and he would proclaim loudly, I feel nothing. And what... Like, I feel nothing! <laughs> but he never told anybody how he did it. This was not Casimir. This was like some uh, some fashion designer. Yeah, he was just a famous guy. Well, that led a lot of copycat acts. People would get bulletproof vests and <laughs> tell people to shoot him. Didn't work out so well for some people. <laughs> um, Come on, shoot me! <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> well, it didn't work, I guess. Uh, so Casimir Zeglin, the reason he created it was... The mayor of somewhere was shot. Like, yeah. somebody came into his building, shot him dead, and Casimir was one of the priests on, uh, like, in the church in that area. While the other priests were, like, trying to explain to their congregation, like, why this happened, how could this happen to a good man. Yeah. He was like, maybe we should think about physical ways to defend against a bullet. So he yeah. created the bulletproof vest. So he came up with the uh, bulletproof vest, which was just a, a, a vest lined with holy water. Right, uh, right. It didn't. It didn't get a lot of, uh, like, honestly, no jo- jokes aside. It didn't get a lot of exposure. People weren't like using the bulletproof vest a lot at this point. Well, how expensive was it to make it? It was just fabric and cloth, so not as expensive as the metal plates mm-hmm. that we had before. Um, in 1909, uh, about 15 years after that, the first silencer was invented. Hiram Stevens Maxime, the guy that invented the Maxime gun, his son invented the first gun silencer. What a family. Tradition. I know. Just inventing new things that the world thinks about, like, all the time. Yeah. Five years after that, the first tanks were created by the British. Boo! They were very different than the tanks we have nowadays. Um, Boo to the tanks. Boo! Oh, they killed great. (laughs) Why are you booing? I want more giant crossbows. I want more giant spears. Uh, Exactly. What's wrong with that? Uh, We're getting to the end, and I'm running out of time. Let's see. How much time we got? Oh, you got three minutes. You, oh, yeah, no big deal. Well, you have, what, 100 more years? First, uh, 1942, we started the Manhattan Project. Boo! Never heard of that. Boo! 1945, the Manhattan Project was completed, and we dropped two nukes on Hiroshima and Nagasaki on uh, August 1945, August 6th and 9th. I have become death. I am seriously, it astounds me that we dropped a nuke and then, according to the article, waited three days to drop another one. Really? Not only did we think, oh, we didn't think, oh, that was terrible, we should never do that again. (laughs) We had three good days to ruminate on it and they said, let's do it again. (laughs) Well, they said, they said surrender and Japan was like, that's all you got. (laughs) They said surrender and people like said, right. (laughs) Bring it on. <laughs> they, they said... Sur- <laughs> right. I'll come back stronger. Oh, yeah, they loved it. 
They said surrender, and and people were like, "Oh, we saved so many lives. Think about it. Yeah, we saved combatant lives. Yeah, but you, they killed so many innocent civilians. Yeah, which like, is really bad. Like that was a horror of war. Like it was scary, scary you stuff. Know, you know, you know, we've compens like the America people have have compensated for you know the Native Americans and what we've done with them. Right? Have, have we done anything for just? No. <laughs> the Japanese people? Nope. Just a big sorry. That's why some Japanese people are still scared of Americans today. Yeah. If if you're if you're some white dude and go to Japan, some people will love you. Like, some Japanese are like, whoa, it's a white dude. <laughs> like, it's a freaking American. Yeah, real Kappa Mikey. And then other people will, like, keep their children away from you in yeah. fear. Yeah. It's a very different thing. Um, uh, not... Ten, Eight years, seven years after that, the first fusion bomb was created. Uh, That's scary. I'm getting, I'm getting chills. I, we you know have the, too much power. You know the nukes we dropped? Yeah. The fusion bombs were thousands of times stronger oh, than those nukes. That is really That's scary. really bad. <laughs> oh, oh, Waggy. <laughs> we didn't ever use those on any people, Good. I think, because we realized... That's scary stuff. <laughs> like, Mr. President, uh, you see this right here? He pulls the cur- curtain. It was, it's a bomb that will destroy the entire Earth with one press of a button. Well, let's let's save that. <laughs> we might need that later. <laughs> Good idea. Let's, let's save it. Love the uh, tenacity. Uh, is there some way we could try to downgrade this? Maybe just a, wood, a piece of wood with a point? <laughs> Man, let's use our satellite to drop spears. <laughs> Mr. Preston, the Russians have spears. Oh, God. Press the button, nuke them. Uh, what do we do? Imagine. I'm, I, oh, my I, God. I'm about to run out of time. I'm just going to say fusion bombs, the way they work is they literally emulate the sun. They, they cause... A nuclear fission causes the atoms themselves to start to explode in a chain reaction that emulates what happens inside the sun to create that giant burning ball of light. So it is insanely powerful, <laughs> yeah. and it is seriously scary. Oh. What the freak is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cooking hot dogs with me, Baba Beach, party in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, that's fitting. <laughs> yeah. Turn that off. We're going to get copyright struck. That's the dead milk, man. <laughs> awesome. They seem nice. I'm sure they won't strike us. <laughs> um. Anyway, trying to... I didn't get through all of it, but that's okay. I think I got through most of the... Oh, no, sorry. No, no, come on, come oh. on. Let me t- say one more thing, one more thing. I'm not going to explain it. In 2007, we invented something called the Metal Storm that can fire one million rounds per minute. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Over a million rounds a minute. Yeah, I said it's cool. I'm <laughs> 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 pretty dope. We just, the, guy, the guy and his lazy boy is like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> cracks open a beer, watches some football. We spent so much time on the, on the early times. Those are the times I like the most. Once guns were invented, I stopped listening. Yeah, uh, listen. I'm a bow man. I'm a spear man. <laughs> Give me spear. I would love a spear right now. The fact that I don't have a spear in this room, I we should I feel train with spears. You want to train with spears? Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll rip up my gun license right now. <laughs> 
who needs a gun license when you got a spear? Yeah. You don't need a license, you know, That's for a true. spear. I can kill with friggin'. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, I could uh, kill a lot of people. Imagine how different... <laughs> Put like, that on the record. Imagine how different society would be. Uh, like, if we kept the spear in, like, the regular kind of, like... Well, when... I I, I mean, uh, on the record, when, when society does collapse, mm-hmm. our dollar is worth nothing. Everybody's eating each other in the streets of <laughs> California, because that's where it'll start. Screw California. <laughs> when everything collapses... I'm going to escape to the woods mm-hmm. to where there's nobody around, and I will start my own nation state. Yeah. And guns will be the first thing to go. Yeah. Okay? Anybody that brings a gun into my freaking, into my domain gets shot with the gun they brought. <laughs> <laughs> and then the gun is thrown down the mountain. That is so scary. I shoot you with your own gun and then bury you with it. <laughs> we will live naturalistic lives. Nothing but spears. <laughs> okay. Uh, when the nuclear, no, when, like when the nuclear holocaust happens, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm ready for th- it. There's the the noise. Oh gosh, Everyone's, that's so scary. I ev- don't like imagining that. Everyone looks up, and and they see the mushroom cloud, but then they notice there's some like little streaks happening through the sky, and they realized that the nuke that went off. Oh gosh! Billions of spears just going. <laughs> Just like taking people out, they're running away, and then just go d- d- gone. <laughs> Man, we finally figured out to make how how to make you know like frag grenades. They shoot shrapnel. Well, we made a nuke that shoots spears. <laughs> okay, like don't worry, the radiation's still there, but <laughs> but they're on spears, radiation tipped spears flying into your home. <laughs> just instead of spears, they're also fire lances mixed in. For color. Ever felt pure fear? No. <laughs> Just you wait. I'm have a weird dream tonight because of this. Um, <laughs> You're running away from a spear. <laughs> this spear has legs and just keeps trying to impale you. That's mm, I'm running. Sounds like that's a that's a who frame Roger like, Rabbit kind of thing. Sounds like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my future wife. Um, trying to spear you all the time. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, yeah, we're, we were going to watch Forge and Fire, but we're getting sushi now. Um, I feel pretty glad there's not a spear in my flesh right now. <laughs> I mean, what's yeah, a pe- what's a pencil but a little spear? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a spear you can I can't use with. pencils anymore. Are you kidding me? <laughs> not without uh, gloves. Um, Man, no. Anyway, this has been a, I'll Give You an Hour. Um, and me and this metal boar right here are about to go eat some sushi. Uh, <laughs> some sushi, baka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but after uh, after eating all that delicious sushi, um, you could find me uh, uh, baking some pigs in a blanket. Uh, <laughs> that's the first thing that that's came. Nice. That's, uh, that's nice. That's nice. I'll be with my uh, my dead grandmother in. Uh, oh, okay, took in, a turn in heaven. Uh, Holy crap! <laughs> it'll be worth it. Turns out one of those radiation tip spears they got in my pig and blanket. This whole podcast has actually taken place during purgatory. Yeah, we just don't know it yet. It's like the the Ed and Eddie cul-de-sac. Theory. I'm sure we'll figure it out when we're halfway to sushi and we suddenly teleport back to the podcast. <laughs> back to the room. podcast, and we have to make the trip again. <laughs> this is our Sisyphean curse. We'll that, never find the sushi. Is that where you'll be? No, I'll be. <laughs> you know suction cups. Yeah. You've seen suction cups. You've seen Mission Impossible. You see how they climb up I've the buildings. I've seen Squidward tentacles a couple times. Well, the way I see it, 
pointless. I'm going to be using two spears to climb the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay? You're going to be so mad when they see all these, like, these holes. <laughs> Little <going> spear <laughs> holes. <laughs> it's funny. I don't doubt that you'll be able to do it. I just know people will be mad when they see these holes. You'll building. find me on the tip of the Empire State Building. And once I've conquered that and I parachute off of it, I'll be heading to the Empire State Building. Watch for me. Yeah. I'll and- be there. And if you need us, we'll be here at I'll give you an hour at uh, gmail.com. After we finish our um, independent pursuit. Of course. And um, IgyaPod on Twitter. I was about to say, you stole my part. Yeah, I did both this time. What a douche. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well, then you can tell people they can have a, a wonderful rest of the day and bye. You can say that. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you learned something here. Um, I'm sure I got everything wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm not a smart man. Uh, oh, and if you can hear that, yep, that's the that's the outro music playing. Love you guys. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I hate you. Suck off. Uh, he's he's. Like, no, I do. Guys, I'll shoot you with my hand. I'll shoot you with my spear gun. <laughs>